say it out loud what you're doing. Like you were talking about that and I was fascinated by that. If you say it out loud and you're intentional about rewiring your brain, then eventually those habits that are now hard, that are you have a hard time building momentum, they'll just be natural to you. It'll just be a part of who you are. Maybe it might be started now, but you know what's good? A little laughter is good. I think we're live now. Um, there's a little bit of lag again. I always have to say that, but we were just joking around, having some fun. You know what's a good thing to do for your health and fitness? Laugh. Is laugh. Yeah. Smile share some bit. laughter. Share some fun. But we are for sure live now. Welcome everyone to our Thursday, 1.30, but actually 2 p.m. live conversation. 2.20. We're, we're... 2.20. <laughs> and this is also on our podcast. So at those who can't see us, I'm about to say that Jaleesa's being blinded by the sunlight right now and she looks like a ghost. Yeah. The way I have my computer set up is like right by the window and it's so bright. So I look like I'm glowing. I look radioactive. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. Today we're talking about how you'd get healthy habits or positive habits to stick in your life. Now, if you've tuned in to the past couple of conversations, you're going to start to notice a common theme that getting fitness results, whether it's losing weight, gaining muscle, uh, changing your lifestyle comes down to just building small habits into routines and making them a part of your life, which then changes how you interact with food and exercise. And uh, that internal change gives you that byproduct of weight loss, strength gain, but you can keep it. So today we're talking about how you keep those habits going. And I know Tom, Tom, you had some good points on this. So I'll let you take off here. Yeah. So this, I mean, is basically, I've talked about this book before, I know, but a lot of the stuff I will talk about today stems from this book that I've just started diving through. I am only in chapter four, and it is like one of the slowest books I think I've ever read because of like how I want to actually go through and apply most of the things instead of just reading for knowledge in it of, of itself. So there are kind of four laws when it comes to creating a newer habit and helping them to stick. So first one is you got to make it super obvious. Then you got to make it attractive. It needs to be easy to do. And the result after doing it needs to be satisfying to you, whatever that is to you. So if it's not any of those things, you're going to hit a little bit of a stumbling block along the way when it comes to that. So again, that's make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy and make it satisfying are the three or four, sorry, four big reasons or four big things to think about when you do that. So there's always going to be there's kind of four different phases to each habit. There's the cue, the craving, the response, and the reward. And so that's kind of what each um, of those questions is asking. Was the cue obvious? Is like it attractive to the craving sort of thing? Is the response fairly easy? And was the reward satisfying? So those are kind of four laws and that's kind of the point where i'm at in the book right now and then it goes more into each law sort of 
like there's a full chapter for each law, but that's the gist of it. So then if we take that principle, those principles, can you two give us an example of a, how that applies to a habit, like whether it's nutrition or exercise or mindset? Mm-hmm. Well, um, there's a couple of examples right in front of me, which makes it easy. Let's do it. So um, first of all, it'd be like the cue is you wake up, you want to feel alert is the craving. So you drink a cup of coffee and you're satisfied by the way that the coffee makes you feel or the way that it tastes mm. sort of thing. Um, and so you need to make, well, the cue there is obvious, you wake up, right? That's a pretty straightforward one. And then, you know, you want to feel a certain way. So then you go and drink the cup of coffee, which is, I mean, if you set your coffee up in this example, if you make it easy for yourself to drink that cup of coffee, you're going to get the reward of maybe feeling a little more awake after that. Um, but it could, that's could go for anything as well. There's a lot of different examples on this one page, but that's kind of a simpler example of it. Yeah. It sounds like once you have that system or that understanding, you can apply it to different things. And I think mm-hmm. like working with a lot of clients over the years, all three of us, probably well over, I don't know, 300 plus, we've noticed that we tend to search out the quick fix, the thing that is advertised and glamorized everywhere. Um, And not to say that any of these are bad, but it's a quick fix type of thing. And often it kind of goes into this, the saying walk before you run, right? So even someone who is unable to stay consistent with the small habits in their daily life, maybe it's not the best time to add all these really overwhelming habits in their life, right? Maybe you shouldn't be restricting all this food. Maybe you shouldn't be aiming to work out six days a week. Maybe you shouldn't be aiming to drink four liters of water in a day because that's Mm -hmm. not that if you're not consistent in these other habits in your life, because it's transferable, it's a transferable self-discipline. So if you don't make your bed in the morning, I mean, it sounds silly, but start there because how you do anything is how you do everything. And once you develop that mindset, because that's, the name of the group is mindset, fitness, and nutrition. It all starts between the ears. And once you become consistent and you understand that you can apply these things in different areas of life, then you start to build the momentum. And you're going to touch on something there, Julissa. Was I? I think you, I think you were starting to talk. My, my bad, if not. I'm sure you have a lot to add, though. Yeah, well, everything, I mean, like you said, the principles are the same regardless of what kind of habit you're going to implement. Um, Everything that Tom touched on and that you were saying is true, regardless of if you're focusing on mindset, nutrition, or fitness. And I think, I mean, the, the number one thing that I would say that I see with clients and that I've learned over time as a coach too, which is not something I always did in the beginning, was like when you're just starting to make change, those first few habits that you apply to your life have to almost be like stupidly easy because you want to build that confidence and you want to know that like, okay, yes, I am capable of this. And if you do too much too fast, or if you're like, your first habit is like, I'm going to, I don't know, I'm going to cut out all 
carbohydrates and sugars or something like extreme, it's just going to get pretty overwhelming pretty quick and it's easy to feel discouraged then. So I think, yeah, one of the biggest takeaways in terms of building habits for me and for our clients, and I think we all probably do this, is just making sure that those first few habits, when we talk about habit stacking, the first few, the bottom layer has to be like the easiest things. And then once we know we can nail that kind of stuff, adding on layers and layers of like maybe more challenging or more complex habits once we know that our foundation is strong. Um, so I think that applies in all areas of, of coaching and habit change. Yeah, I was going to touch on what you meant when you brought up habit stacking. That was where I was going to take this next. So like when you start something new, it can be really hard, especially if you're not, if it's not automatic. I think Matt, you made a post the other day saying like almost 95% of the things that we do on a day-to-day basis are automatic. And that's just our brain's way of being as efficient as it possibly can. It doesn't Mm -hmm. want to spend a ton of energy doing hard, hard things. So if you have a habit that you always do like all the time and you're trying to start something new, it can be really beneficial to have it stack something new and pair it with something that you're already doing very, very consistently. So for myself, when I was starting on some of the mindset habits, it was I brew a cup of coffee every single morning and my morning minute was while my cup of coffee was brewing. So it was like the coffee almost became the cue to do my morning minute. And then it kind of like became a habit yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. I feel like we could tie a lot of habits to coffee because I feel like that's one thing everybody does, regardless of what's happening in life. It's like, I'm going to do my habit because I have my coffee and that's a guarantee. So I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, my evening minute is tied to brushing my teeth. So maybe that's a good one. Maybe that's a better example too. It's good to know that every night too. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's true. And yeah, it it goes into that momentum versus motivation piece. Mm -hmm. I think coming into the holidays, especially, right? Like we we tend to wait uh, for January when in reality, it's, it's a new year. Yes. But who says you have to wait till January? Why? Why are, is everyone so motivated on that time? Because they, they want a new year. Well, tomorrow yeah. is a new day, right? The next hour is a new hour. Like you have the opportunity to start something small. And instead of waiting for motivation, because motivation can be helpful, but if you're relying on it, that's why you see so many people fail to go through or to fulfill their New Year's resolution. What you should do instead is what's really beneficial is build momentum, right? So if you even, like as part of a coaching program, we have a compliance tracker that everyone checks off and you can see there's a color pattern. You can see it getting more and more green and that, that builds momentum. Our brains are wired to like to check things off. And then when we check things off, and this is what we were talking about this morning too, Tom, is it, it rewires your brain when you, even if you, say it out loud what you're doing like you were talking about that and i was fascinated by that if you say it out loud and you're intentional about rewiring your brain then eventually those habits that are now hard that are you have a hard time building momentum they'll just be natural to you it'll just be a part of who you are yeah Yeah. it was basically like um i know you're gonna maybe feel silly like saying things out loud but there was in this i think it was 
think it was from this this book again, but they said that in in Japan, their railway systems are extremely efficient and safe. And it's because their conductors point at things and say the things that they are about to do. So if it's like if there's if you're thinking about this like on from a railway guy's perspective or whatever, it'd be like he points to a sign that's like telling them that the stop is coming up. He's like, stop is coming, slow down. Like he would, they just point and say it. And so that helps bring like your, what you're doing into, into consciousness. And when you're conscious of the things you're doing, and it's not necessarily so automatic anymore, then like for them, it was more safe and efficient. And when it comes, you come to like the words you say, I would need to go find the actual study again and the exact numbers, but it was close to this. It was about the negative things you say inside your head versus outside your head and the positive things you say inside versus outside your head. So it was like, if you say something positive, well, something negative, sorry, is 13 times more powerful than something positive and speaking it out loud is 70 times more powerful than if you keep it in your head. So if you say something negative out loud, that is the most powerful thing that you can say. And that is what takes over your whole mindset. Hmm. Uh, So we need to try to, well, we obviously replace as many negative thoughts, powerful thoughts as we can, but also speak them and just, I guess, be just be careful what you speak out there not be careful but just be aware that when you speak negative things it is way more powerful than any positive thing you could say verbally or inside your head i feel like that goes to like that thing that everybody's mom tells them if you don't got nothing good to say don't say it right true they probably all know it's science i'm sure (laughs) well and that's the thing is if we look at it, if you were to talk to another person as you talk to yourself, like face to face, you wouldn't do that, right? You wouldn't tell the person you can't do that. You wouldn't tell the person I suck or like you suck, right? You're, you, you're incapable. You're never going to do this, right? I mean, we need to, it's super powerful. You start to realize, so replace can't with try, yeah. replace I failed with, I learned, or I'm growing and it changes everything, right? It, it opens up a different sphere of possibility because it goes back to the mindset thing. And that is why it's mindset is the core of all habits sticking and all res- results sticking as a byproduct. And as you're talking, Tom, I think that's probably why. So people have a hard time with screen time. Right. So currently right now I'm trying to develop a habit for myself where I'm limited to 20 minutes on each one of my social media apps. And what happens is my phone, once I reach the limit, I have to say ignore. So I think that's bringing it to the conscious mind, right? Like I have to consciously say ignore and go against my habit. So it's putting this like, it's almost like tripping up that how my brain's wired. So now it's become a habit and uh, it's a lot easier. And if you were to say, like actually say, like ignore out loud, like to yourself, you'd be like, oh man, like then that really brings it to consciousness. And you're like, hold on a second. Why am I, why did I want to start like limiting my screen time to begin with? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And like you always talk about tying it to why you do anything. And I think that's what like can, to make any, any habit stick. That's a big thing too. It's trying to res- like bring it back to, I said, I wanted to do these habits, but why? Mm-hmm. What's the end or what's like, what's the reason behind it? Yeah. I think to tie it into, and maybe this, I feel like this is still on track, but just again, with like that, that habit of adding in positivity and how impactful that can be for like the last um, years, I guess, as a gym, we've been doing like Bright Spot Friday to try and encourage people to talk about and think about what's gone well in their week. And while that's like over social media, it's still such a good practice to, to do that. And to think like, even if you had a crappy week, let's think about what was the highlight of it? Cause regardless, you're still going to have at least one moment where you're like, yeah, that was, I felt good in that moment, or I really enjoyed that, or I'm proud of that or something like that. And that gets other people thinking. And it's funny too, like you'll notice it's almost like guaranteed every, the people who are most consistent in commenting on that and adding their bright spots are the people who are like crushing their goals too. It's, it's wild to see like those that consistently talk about the good things in their life are the ones who are like really making change. And I think like the correlation there is like, I don't know the exact science, but it's there you know, right? And I think even if to give a takeaway, if we're encouraging people to form healthy habits, to start doing that in some form, um, whether that's like writing down a thankfulness practice or having like an accountability person where every day at some point you're going to like leave them a voice memo so you can speak it out loud saying like, this is something positive that happened today Um, or whatever that might be. It could be your spouse. It could be your kid. It could be you looking at yourself in the mirror saying these things or while you're driving in the car or whatever it might be. I think that habit um, is just, it's like priceless. It's such a good one. Absolutely. And, yeah. and it's easy. It, it, yeah, it's easy to do, but it's difficult. It's because yeah. you're rewiring a whole, your whole system. You're, because if you, if you, Here's an exercise, a very humbling exercise. I want you, like whoever's listening, have a piece of paper or use your phone. Count how many times you verbally say something negative, like can't, won't, or all these different things. And the next day, count how many times you say something positive. And that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean we have to be unrealistic. We have to be honest about where we are. and We can't just be positive all the time. But it really does come into play when you're developing habits and seeing them through and believing that you're going to reach your goals. Um, so why limit yourself before, before you even start? So say why I can't do this even before you tried while well, you're, you're guaranteeing you're not going to, right? Is mm-hmm. it Henry Ford? Whether you say you, whether you say you can or can't, you're right. Yeah. Oh, I don't know who it is, but that's a good saying. Yeah. Yeah. There was another quick exercise that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So anything you can, like, we always want to give you something applicable to do, right? So Mm -hmm. if you were to look at your 
morning routine, let's start with that, or any other routine that you maybe have or habits that you have throughout the day. Start with your morning routine, though. Like list everything that you do in the morning routine and just like write it down on a sheet of paper. From the time you wake up to the time you turn off your alarm clock to how you get out of bed, like all of these things, like step-by-step go through. And then beside each habit that you do or each part of that routine, put either a plus sign beside it if it's a habit that is helpful to you, if it helps you move towards your goals. Put a negative beside it if it takes you away from your goals. And then an equal sign if it's kind of like neutral, like it doesn't go either way. And then you can start to take a look at which things you need to try to maybe, you know, switch up and replace or replace. We always talk about adding in the good things. So maybe mm-hmm. you see like a minus sign beside one habit. Okay, what can I do to replace that with? And then what can I pair this new habit with that I'm already doing? That's positive. Yeah. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Well, this has been fantastic. Hopefully everyone found some benefit and some actual items out of this. And what I'm going to say is if you've listened to this whole thing, then comment below with Habit Tracker. And uh, I'll put it in the description so you guys watch to the end. But Habit Tracker, we've created something to help you maintain or build habits even through the holiday season because we want to make sure that you are moving towards fitness uh, even during this holiday season. Any closing thoughts, you two? Mm, no okay well thanks for joining everyone we'll see you next tuesday we're gonna have a special one next tuesday